Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to mini episode 268 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 11th of February 2023. And story number one comes from Marina. Hawaii is not usually considered a spooky place. But that's only because tourists associate it with palm trees, beaches and vacations. The reality is that a rainforest at night can be extremely spooky. The roaring ocean off lava cliffs in pitch black night can also be terrifying and that's before you add wind and rain. There are many local stories about ghosts, night marchers, forest spirits and of course the Akua, the gods that run this place, Pele the goddess of lava, Kanaloa the god of the ocean, Kane the sun and many more. Being with these elemental forces you can definitely feel their mana, their power, their force. Although I heard all the usual spooky stories when I was a kid, I've personally never seen anything that I would consider supernatural. But there was one time I was with a little kid at an evening garden party here on Hawaii and, well, you know how it goes with little kids and seeing stuff. I was at a friend's birthday party with music and gaiety and there was a little kid, maybe around three years old, who was wandering around looking a bit overwhelmed. So I hung out with her for a little while We played with sticks, we looked at rocks on the ground, then she said something about the person over there and pointed into the dark forest just outside the garden lights. Boy howdy, I never wanted to hear a kid say that. I turned around and there were just trees and a stump from a recently cut tree. I told her I didn't see anything. You never know with kids, sometimes they're just playing games. She said there was someone there. I shone my light in the direction she motioned towards and there was nothing there. I told her again that I didn't see anything and made sure that we were looking in the same direction. I let her use the light and she shone it at the stump. I asked, the stump? To be clear it was really loud at the party and the little kid was very quiet so we kind of had a hard time communicating and she said yes. She said something like, it's lonely or it's sad. I guess because it had been cut down? I honestly had no idea, so I asked her should I go over and say hi to it and she nodded. So I went over and sort of awkwardly stood next to the tree stump. I didn't know what to say, so I said, that little girl said that you're sad, would you like a friend for a while? Not hearing any protest from the stump, I sort of draped my arm around it and gave it a side hug. The little girl was holding the flashlight so that it shone on me and the stump. I was not about to hug a stump in the dark. Anyway, I finished my side hug and looked back at the girl and shrugged. I came back to her and said, 
Do you think it feels better now? But I don't remember what she said. At that point, she really got into playing with my light, so that was the end of the tree spirit discussion. Eventually, I walked her over to her parents and handed her back to them, and that was that. Anyway, I didn't see anything, I didn't feel any creepy vibes, but this kid maybe did, or maybe didn't, maybe it's a game she plays. Or maybe she's just a kid who lives in the forest and understands that the plants and trees are very much filled with a life spirit just like you and I. When they get chopped down, part of them is still there, rooted in the earth, and that part still holds the pain of being cut. As the saying goes, the axe forgets but the tree remembers. Now every time I go past a chopped tree, especially a big one, I think of the pain held in the stump. In the town nearest to me, they recently cut down two big, beautiful lychee trees that were in a shopping strip parking lot. Those trees provided a lot of shade and you could relax on the grass under it. Why did they cut them down? Who knows? But when I look at their stumps now, I remember the big, beautiful trees they used to be and I think of the stump holding the bitterness of the tree. I was just growing here minding my own business. In fact, I dropped free food on you primates and you cut me down. Shame on you, little primates. Shame on you. A friend of mine is local to the island and was showing me some beautiful shoreline land that used to belong to his grandmother and that's now split between multiple relatives. No one lives there full time, although there is a cute small old hail that doesn't even have electricity. But it is in a beautiful spot with fruit trees, horse pasture, a well and a wonderful shoreline area where you can fish and even swim. You can hear the ocean from the hail. As my friend was showing me around, I asked him if he ever stayed here overnight, even though there's no electricity so no lights or refrigerator, and he said, No, there aren't enough people in this neighbourhood. It's too dark and spooky. There are a lot of things still in the forest here. I asked him, like forest spirits, like the plants and trees, and he said yes. I knew what he meant. There are some old forests there. Even some of the fruit trees were planted over a hundred years ago. He said the passion fruit vines go deep into the forest. They were planted a long time ago and have long run wild. I'm sure it does indeed get very dark and very spooky in there. Another time when he was visiting me, I asked him, Remember that time you told me how you didn't want to stay at your grandma's place because of the spirits? And he nodded. So I asked, Do you think there are many spirits up here around our place, or are there too many people? He looked around, kind of evaluating the place. Yeah, there are too many people here. They left. They probably went further into the forest where there are less people. I was happy to hear this. I live in the forest, but it's quite a way upland from the shoreline. Our area is much more populated than the exact area where his grandma's place is. I've never felt anything supernaturally spooky in our forest, so I was happy to have this confirmation that our area was pretty clear. There are a lot of local stories about people who went down certain forest paths they were told not to go down, or down to a waterfall where they were told a spirit lives and they came back changed. What I've heard is this. If you are ever deep in a forest and hear your name being called, turn around immediately and get the fuck out. Do not look at it, do not interact with it, do not follow it, get out of there as fast as possible. Locals give warnings to visitors to not go to certain places for a reason. They know what lives there and what forces are at work. I don't know whether my friend has ever seen a forest spirit, but I believe what he believes and I respect his knowledge. He's from here after all. I love stories from Hawaii, 
when I was going to America and I landed in uh, Seattle and I was sort of grilled going through airport clearance. Nobody does airport clearance like American Border Patrol. Whew, that is that is intense. Anyway, they were very intent on finding out why I was in America for so long and what my job was and what I was doing there, etc, etc. When I said, oh, I'm a podcaster and the officer was like, what do you podcast about? And I said, ghost stories. And he said, oh, I'm from Hawaii and there's lots of ghost stories from Hawaii. Have you ever looked at any ghost stories from Hawaii? Of course I have. But do you think I could remember? I was in such a panic about being grilled as though I was coming into the country for something that was untoward. I was I just couldn't remember a single Hawaiian ghost story that I had ever looked at. I'd say he thought he was like, "Mm, is this one actually a podcaster? I don't know. And it is a universally acknowledged fact that small children are creepy. They're freaky little creatures. And I completely love and respect this idea that there are kind of nature spirits in the forests, that the trees, the plants, everything has its own living spirit. And who knows, maybe small children are more inclined to see what those spirits actually look like on on a spiritual plane, you know. And to be honest, if I was a tree, I'd be uh, pretty pissed off at humans as well. I'd be sitting there going, I literally provide the oxygen that you use to breathe to stay alive and you're here chopping me down because I don't fit your aesthetics. Hawaii is definitely on my list of places to visit but it's I think it's sort of a a controversial place to visit at the moment. I don't mean controversial but I think a lot of local and native people have kind of said look the tourist industry yes it brings in money but also it's it's sort of ruining the natural environment. So I think visiting Hawaii is something that needs to be done with great consideration. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And story number two comes from Toril. My boyfriend left for work early this morning at 7 a.m., And I got a crap sleep, but was having a hard time falling back asleep in the daylight, so I put your podcast on. I fell asleep to episode 105, Shoji, and I woke up in the middle of 106, Jin. Which means I slept for at least an hour because there's a bonus episode in between the two. What felt odd was that I kept waking up to fast forward the ads, so I felt awake most of the time, but was clearly asleep for some of it. Deep sleep too, since I dreamt. When I fell asleep, I had a dream that I was Japanese and was in a giant mall with two people who I didn't know in real life. But I could tell they were my mom and my sister. My mom went off somewhere and I was left with my sister. She said it was almost closing time and we had to hurry. 
So as I pushed around the shopping cart, the items I grabbed kept morphing into mythical creatures that I had never seen before and kept running away from me. I got frustrated and kept trying to gather my groceries and got separated from my sister too. I remember seeing other shoppers as I walked with weird grins, in particular an old man, but they didn't talk to me so I moved on. Suddenly the lights in the mall went off and I tried to approach an employee to check out what I had left in my cart. They turned into a demon-like entity as I spoke to them. More and more of them came out and started chasing me. I ran to a hallway with large doors on either side that connected the two sections of the mall and closed myself in. There was a priestess in there already and she opened one of the doors. She pulled out a large dagger with ceremonial writing and decoration on the handle. As the demons tried to enter the hallway she slit their throats and they died but more kept coming. She turned to me, looked me directly in the eyes and said, You should not be here. As she said that I nodded and turned around, and as I did that my surroundings morphed into a car that I was driving. I looked in my rearview mirror and saw that I was no longer Japanese and looked more like myself but with longer hair and brown eyes so still different. I saw an older man and a woman on the side of the road and stopped to see if they needed help. The people I encountered in the mall had all looked Japanese and these folks were not, so I didn't relate to them. They got in and told me they really needed to get back to their daughter and were really upset. I agreed to take them back and as I drove, the car morphed back into my bedroom. I now recognised my surroundings but was still foggy about who I am or where I was. I could also now clearly hear Emma's voice narrating the gin story about the man who saw the fire in the cold desert. So I felt I was awake and went to grab my phone to see how long I'd passed out for, but I was completely paralysed. I was laying on my side so my head was slightly propped up on my right arm, with my left arm wrapped around a pillow I was hugging. I could only move my eyes. I realised that I must be experiencing sleep paralysis, which was a shock to me, because in my 29 years of life this was the first time ever experiencing it. Usually I wake up to the drop of a pin and can move freely, so indeed this was very strange. I tried to calm myself by telling myself that I would be able to move soon as my body woke up fully. Then from the foot of my bed, the old man from the car walked around slowly to the right side of my bed, sat down on my hands and laid down on his left side so that he was facing me. Again this is broad daylight now, the sun was streaming into my room, but here this man from my dream was staring directly at me. His presence was heavy and malefic. He felt extremely angry, although I didn't feel particularly that it was aimed at me, just that he was generally seething with rage. As I looked at him, I noticed that he wore glasses, and I started to see his eyes turn red like fire and the light was bouncing off the lenses. His face began to contort and morph into something, but the feeling became unbearably scary and heavy and I closed my eyes. All the while, I could hear the two of you breaking down the gin stories on the podcast. As I'm listening, I started to hear the old man begin to growl this incredibly low, animal-like guttural growl, soft at first, and became louder and louder until it droned out the podcast. I remember thinking that you two were in the breakdown sequence, so this sound effect was out of place if it was part of the audio. I was fighting and fighting against my body to get up, but I couldn't even speak out and yell. I knew no one was in my condo with me that could help me. However, I do practice lucid dreaming and have encountered sleep demons in that lucid state before and banish them by proclaiming to them that this is my body, 
and you may not have me or any place in this space. I was attempting to say this to the old man. In my dreams I can speak, probably because I am fully in that realm, but being stuck between the two I was helpless. My tongue felt like a lead block in my mouth. My lips felt glued shut. Suddenly it occurred to me that I needed to know who I am because I had transferred bodies in the dream where I was Japanese and my connection to my physical body was wobbly, for lack of a better term. I frantically ran through my memories. As a side note, within the past year I changed my name. My birth name, or government name as I call it, is Heather, but I've chosen the name Torrell for myself. So as I frantically searched my memory, I said to myself, I am Heather? But nothing happened and I was still paralysed. Then it came to me and I screamed in my mind, I am Torrell and you will leave me. As I screamed this in my mind, I became unfrozen. The growling stopped. The heaviness stopped. The man was gone. I quickly sat up in my bed and paused the podcast. I looked at the time on my phone, 10.21am. As I said, it was broad daylight, so there is no way I misinterpreted a shadow as a person, and anyway, the old man wasn't a shadow. I saw him in full colour, with tan pants and a dirty white shirt, grey short hair, glasses, and every wrinkle on his face. I replayed the gin episode while firmly making sure to stay awake, although my adrenaline wouldn't let me sleep anyway, just to see if I could hear that growling sound again. I came to the part where the man drove that gin woman home to her kids, which felt eerie because I had dreamt that, except there were two passengers, not just the woman, and it was the man who had tormented me. I finally listened to it all the way through and there was no growling in that episode and it made me feel uneasy. I grabbed a bundle of sage and a stick of Paolo Santo from my altar I keep for my ancestors and began to smudge my room, myself and over the head of my bed. I do believe that if something came back with me from the dream realm it was banished when I told it to leave. As I understand it, the smoke itself does not cleanse but depending on how the smoke flows it indicates if there is extra energy in the place. If the smoke is a tight stream and never diffuses it is being confined by unseen energies. If it immediately diffuses, there is no energy that needs cleansing. The smoke in both cases diffused immediately. I am writing this now only an hour after this experience and I am still a little confused and bewildered. As I said, I have listened to your podcast while falling asleep before and never has it interacted with my dreams and never have I had sleep paralysis waking up from it either or for that matter ever. It just feels a little suspect to me that it would happen during an episode about Jin. When I break it down, it seems that I was transported to a place with dark energies that human spirits should not tread. I was protected by a light being as I entered the hallway or transition place out of this realm. The car signified the literal and figurative vehicle to arrive back in my body, but I had brought back a dark energy with me in the form of a hitchhiker, and I think getting back to their daughter was their coded way of saying they wanted to get me. Overall, it cements the notion I've both experienced and heard again and again. Humans have the real spiritual power and are much stronger than we think. Names are important. Fear and trickery are the only real tools these entities possess. But courage and assertiveness always defeats them. I just want to say, Torrell, that I'm very aware the intention of this story uh, was not about you listening to the podcast Falling Asleep as such. But I always feel really bad when people listen to the podcast and fall asleep and then have terrible dreams or, in this case, get 
transported into the spiritual realm and then get hitchhiked back by some sort of terrible entity. That was not my intention when I started this podcast. Maybe I need to start every episode with like a a warning saying that if you use the podcast to fall asleep, then on your own head be it. I cannot be held responsible for any demonic attachments or entities or sleep paralysis that happens if you do that. There is a part of me that really hopes that this was all just a big coincidence that listening to the podcast did not transport you to some other world. But whatever happened, it sounds pretty terrifying. And obviously, I can only apologise. All joking aside, I am very glad that you were able to pull yourself out of it and that you had the tools and the knowledge at your disposal to be able to cleanse your space and all of that jazz. And actually, I think the closing lines of this story are very powerful and probably very important for a lot of people listening to this story. You know, fear and trickery are the only real tools these things have and courage and assertiveness always defeats them. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Marina and Torrell for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 11th of February, 2023. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can sign up to Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns.